Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, a quality hangout in podcast form with your simulated best friends, Josh and Dennis. Okay, don't just settle down. We're just going to do it one more time. All right, I'm going to read it through and then we'll sing it. Okay. okay. Hemingway, Eichmann, Stranger in a Strange Land, Dylan, Berlin, Bay of Pigs Invasion. See, it's just like a bunch of stuff from history. Lawrence of Arabia. Space Monkey Mafia. Don't get ahead of me now. Come on. No, I would I would know more of this Space Monkey Mafia. Yeah, what is the Space Monkey Mafia? They're going to come around. They're going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Wait, was that really a... I think you're making up the lyrics to We Didn't Start the Fire. No, he says Space Monkey Mafia. You're going to wake up with... He says You're going to wake up with a horse head made of monkey poop in your bed. No, it's Space Monkey, comma, Mafia. I I beg to differ. All right. You don't know about the Space Monkey Mafia? I mean, I do, but I don't think Billy Joel does. Late 60s? Well, we'll we'll have to discuss it on a future episode. Ooh. Uh, I do. Would that be a paranormal or a cryptozoology? Little of both. And a little true crime thrown in. Ooh. Uh, I do want to someday do a little something on the sightings of uh, monkey men riding motorcycles in India. Which Uh, I heard uh about a few years ago. Uh Uh-huh. But have not been able to find anything about i ain't never heard about none of this now i heard about monkey gangs in india yeah no this is like a a monkey man riding a motorcycle in india okay a big big monkey man Uh, yeah he's he's pretty special you could say good one dude thank you what's up i'm josh hi i'm dennis welcome to the podcast sorry i gotta stop breathing like that has to stop being part of my shtick I I try to leave in the breaths that punctuate something or express something, but I, I cut out a lot. Yeah, it's probably good. You can just cut me all out. Just like Lars's dad. Just cut just delete all that. <laughs> uh what's going on? What's happening? Not much, man. Had a, a nice little birthday this week. Hmm. Very nice. We You got your wish? I got my wish. We cooked and ate a giant meal. Based on the gatefold of the ZZ Top Trace Ombres LP. Nice. It was delicious. I think Jamie and I will be eating meals based around beans, cheese, and tortilla chips for the next week. I I don't hear a problem. I, I'm fine with it. I did eat so much that I was exhausted <laughs> within the first like hour of our guests arriving. So I saw the I saw a picture of the spread, and I wasn't sure if you had other people joining you. Oh no, no, we had people over for oh, it. Oh, okay, yeah, good. We wouldn't have made nearly that much food. Nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, hey, look, hey, man. Hey. To each his own, baby. I'm 41. I got a I got a healthy appetite. God bless me. God bless you, indeed. <laughs> uh, also, Jamie got me a really rad gift for my birthday. She got me a limited edition David Huggins print. Ah, and got a custom-made f- frame for it. 
from uh, Love and Saucers. Yes, it's the print uh, when he first encountered the the Greys. It's him as a youth standing in a field, and there's a little Grey peeking out at him through the bushes. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a really good one. It's now hanging up in our bedroom, and it makes me happy. Shockingly, she didn't get you the giant poster of the naked lady alien. I asked for that one, but hey. (laughs) Beggars can't be choosers. Wait, were you begging for it? Come on, baby, get it for me. (laughs) Baby, please, baby, baby, please. (laughs) Uh, You know I love a naked alien lady, baby. (laughs) Think about what this is going to do for us. (laughs) I don't don't Uh, know what that meant. Yeah, I think you did. So, yeah, that that's me. How about you? What's up? Um, nothing. Cool. Yeah, I ain't got nothing to add this week. No, um, today was my last uh, uh, day of improv class. Cool. That was exciting. That means up next, it's the big it's show. The sh- uh, big show. Probably going to be great. Do you want to give information out to the to the fans so no. they can come? No. No, I don't. I don't want to give information out to my friends so they can come, let alone strangers. I mean, let's be honest. Our fans are our friends. Sure, but you never know. I don't I don't want some stalkers. I kid. We we've had some pretty good numbers lately. No, it's great. We love everybody. But uh um you know, I don't I don't like like I said, I'm being serious. I don't want my friends to come because even because it's like this is just like a bunch of improv amateurs mm-hmm. trying trying it out for shits and giggles hey so we'll see how it goes we'll invite the best friend simulator maniacs a little bit down the line yeah yeah, yeah. We'll see. when i have my first professional show that i get paid for Ooh. it's probably like i don't know three four years away yeah probably you're on the fast track and then somebody was saying like 10 years, you'll feel really comfortable doing this stuff. And I said, fuck that. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. I ain't even going to do this podcast for 10 months, let alone 10 years. Hey, come on, man. Oh, come on. We got, uh, what are we, six months in? Something like that. Yeah, almost seven. Please don't expect me to actually do that math in my head right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, almost uh, seven months in, huh? Yeah, man, this is the... the- the silver anniversary of the podcast. I didn't think we'd make it 10 episodes. You know, I've heard that most podcasts don't make it to the 10th episode. We fucking showed those idiots. We did it. Now we got to make it to 50. We did it despite all logic and reason telling us otherwise. <laughs> so. So. Let's let's make this a podcast worth, worth listening to. What do you got? I got a problem. What's your problem? So, sometimes when I, I got a lot on my mind, yeah, I think I lose time in the shower. Okay. Do you think that I'm being taken by aliens for two to three minutes at a time? That's entirely possible. Or do you think aliens are zapping me with some kind of memory lapse ray just to make me wash all my bits twice because i keep forgetting what i did yeah i mean the visitors could be some some helpful dudes like that wait why would that be helpful because they're just in there they're like you know like yeah you know that we saw dennis the other day and he kind of had a little funk to him let's get in there and help him out make sure he does a really good job (laughs) 
So they just want me to just wash extra good? Yeah. That's really weird. Like, there's one in there just, he's peeping at you. He's like, oh, he, he needs to do a better job on that butt. Zap! You're like, oh, man, my, I gotta clean my butt. Ha, have you noticed that you're a little less funky these days? Yeah, I, I just, I smell great all over the place. There you go. Gee, Look so, at that, we almost made it 10 minutes before I mentioned a butt. Yeah, wow, Look, you almost did it, dude, good job. <laughs> um, So you think that when I'm in the shower, I say to myself, I gotta wash that butt. I mean, I do, every time. I narrate as I'm going along. See, I think that's what I need to do so I don't forget what I was doing. Got that butt. Now let's do the jewels. <laughs> yeah, I need like a little song that's easy to remember. The Best Friend Simulator Shower Song. Clean them pits. They smell like shit. Scrub, scrub, scrub a dub. <laughs> Why do your pits smell like shit? No. What they, the fuck are you doing? They smell like a wolf sometimes. <laughs> what does a wolf smell like? My pits. No, that's not an argument. <laughs> uh, like, a, like a musk to them sometimes okay like a funk like a funk look i i don't always wear deodorant at my job in the winter because i'm under 80 layers so i just kind of let it ride a little bit so you know uh, that's not more of a reason to wear deodorant yeah nobody smells me what about when you go home i take a shower you take a shower after work yeah sometimes uh, i never did that well you don't have a job where you get filthy at work hey hey huh you don't know and then they're getting your hands dirty Whoa, what are you trying to say? I'm saying you're not like a... a white, I got a white-collar job? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a real blue-collar Billy over here. I always call you blue-collar Billy. I knew it. Behind your back. I knew it. I'm allowed to call myself that. You're not. What can I call you? Jerk-off Joshy. That's not cool, man. Butts Josh. <laughs> really? That got you? That got you good, huh? I think your, your mind is being wiped while you're in the shower for hygiene reasons. By some aliens that just want me to smell better. Yeah. For them or for myself? Well, look, a lot of people within the UFO alien abduction culture believe the visitors are here to help us. So this would be a shining example of that. Now, who would be doing it? Lizard people or the tall whiteys? I'm going to say this is probably the Pleiadians. They're the ones who, uh, who seem to be the most helpful to human beings. I was going to say that. I yeah. was going to say that. Probably be probably the plebeians. There you go. Look at me. Have you, you think I don't know, know nothing about this stuff, but I do. Have you experienced any lost time outside of the shower? No. 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 Hmm. I think I've recounted. I mean, hold on. I mean, do you do you count like my twenties? <laughs> Good one, man. Thanks. No. No. Any any instances outside of that? <sighs> no, nothing that I can really pinpoint. Okay. Probably driving, but that's pretty typical. Yeah. I, I believe I recounted my my experience with lost time a while back, right? When Maybe? I was, when I was driving home. It's the root of when I ever decide to make up my own alien abduction story. This is like one of the, the fundamental aspects of it. Mm. Okay. So I was driving through the woods, coming home from Philly at like four in the morning. Right. You did. You and did I kind of like blacked out and woke up in my driveway. Right. Yeah. Do you think you were abducted? Sure. Do you think your butt got probed? I don't think so. I brought it up before you did, so. Yeah. I don't I don't think I did. Okay. Uh, I also experienced a lot of kind of 
lost time episodes in my life, but I think that's because I have ADD. I think so, too. I'm getting ready for something, and suddenly, oh, shit, it's time to go, and I'm not even dressed. Yeah, no, I don't think you're being abducted every time that happens. <laughs> I don't think so, either. I nice wish. try, though. That would give me a much better excuse. Do you think the plebeians are trying to get you to wash yourself? Or or maybe they're trying to get you to put deodorant on, because if you're trying to get ready for something, they're trying to get you to kind of restart. I don't think giving me less time to get ready would actively encourage me to do anything other than panic and try to run out the door. Hmm. Maybe they're just not good at it? I think they would be better off just putting the deodorant on me. Just freezing me and putting some See, deodorant on there. See, that's why we know aliens don't exist, because they don't just do shit like that for us. Yeah. Or better get, give me a, a, an implant that makes me not smell like a wolf. Mm. An anti-wolf smell implant. I think you could just implant some soap under your arms, you filthy bastard. Oh, huh? hey huh? Watch out for this. In your face. Watch out for huh? this. Th- this joke. Watch out for this guy. He's in your face with soap. <laughs> what else is happening? What's going on in Seattle, man? <sighs> Ming? I don't know, man. It finally turned to winter here. It got cold. It hasn't been cold? It finally got... It's It's been a pretty mild winter. Prior to this past week or so, it hasn't really dipped into freezing levels for more than like a day or so. Mm. So we got close, but yeah, it finally dropped into like the 20s for a while. We got a little bit of snow, which I hope has killed the ants. We'll see. I did see one on the table today, though, so I don't know what the They're fuck's happening. They're trying to eat your gatefold cover or cheese. Uh, yeah, we had a couple days of the 70s, and then it snowed, and then it was 70 again. So, everybody's sick if that didn't already make you think that. That sounds pretty dope. Like, like the best of uh, both worlds. No. Because it gets you excited for one, and then you piss, and then you're excited, and now it's cold again. No, it's just bad. It's a bad... Nobody's happy. Did you say you piss? You piss, you can get with this, and then you take a piss. My favorite Trap Called Quest song. Nope, that was Black Sheep. Oops. <laughs> Ooh, so close. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. That's been about it. I don't know. Nothing exciting yeah. happening out yeah, these ways. Great, great, exciting lives. So, Josh, I found this article, and uh, a person went through all of the episodes of The Incredible Hulk. The is it from the eighties or the seventies? I think it was late seventies. Yeah, the late seventies Incredible Hulk TV show. They went through all the episodes and made a list of every reason that Dr. Banner turned into the Hulk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty ridiculous. I- I'm sure. I combed through it, so you didn't have to. Ooh, I like that. I like when other people do the work for me. Yeah. I, I picked out, I handpicked a couple good ones. Okay, so number three was thinking about either of his wives. <laughs> A lot of them, a lot of them are uh, things fall on him. So number fifteen was having a row of computers fall on him. Like, <laughs> how does a whole row fall? But it, whatever. Being hit with a blast of steam in the face while trying to turn off the nuclear reactor that is melting down. Because that's how that works. The steam comes out right near the fucking big lever that you're turning. Yeah. This is one of my favorites. Being pushed down a mountainside by a Bigfoot impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Now I want to find what episode that is. I've, I think I've seen that one. There, there was a lot. There were many episode or episodes of TV shows from around that time, like seventies, eighties, that had a prominent Bigfoot. There was mm. like the Six Million Dollar Man that had like a robot Bigfoot. Really? Uh, there was a MacGyver episode with a Bigfoot oh, in it too. Shit. I love MacGyver. He's so smart. 
Uh, number 20, dealing with a pesky operator in a phone booth while screaming, I don't have 25 cents. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Do you think the scene from Monster Squad where the werewolf calls the police station to warn them about Dracula's plans is mm-hmm. an homage to that? Oh, maybe. Or maybe it's just crappy writing. Uh, number 29, having two mean football players snap wet towels at him and shove him into the steam room, which they have turned on to full blast. He gets Ooh, bullied a lot. That's relatable. Uh, being stuck in a cab in New York rush hour traffic. Oh, I hear you, Hulk. Huh? Yeah, man. Huh? It's terrible. Hey, trying to drive over on I-5 here any time of day. Right before you get downtown. That's a little Seattle traffic update from Josh. Hey. Um, local humor (laughs) number 60 being stuck in the police department's voicemail system when he knows his friend is about to be the next lobotomy subject only to have the police finally pick up the phone after he's turning into the hulk (laughs) (laughs) did did he talk as the hulk (laughs) i don't know that's that's where it stopped oh man being rear-ended 15 times in a row by a mean bully with a bigger car than his there's so many where it's like a bully or a mean guy. Oh, number 78, being thrown under a New Orleans Mardi Gras parade float by a mean guy in a gorilla suit who gives David a few kicks for good measure. <laughs> Some you know, of them. Go ahead. These all make the show seem a lot better than it actually yeah, is. Yes, totally. Some of them are real slapsticky, too. Uh, number 86, Beaten up and thrown in the closet, and while thrashing around and trying to get out, sticking his hand in a box of broken glassware. And I'm only assuming he then turned around and stepped on the rake that was sitting there and then smacked himself Absolutely. in the face. <laughs> uh, being trapped by McGee in a back room. I guess McGee is like a repeat villain. And when he tries to run away, bashing his knee, crashing into a blackboard, and doing generally klutzy things, culminating with falling down the stairs and crashing into a giant flower pot. Oh, dog. <laughs> I can only imagine the uh, the uh, sound effects on that one. Like, oh, 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 oh. These are, these are starting to get more and more relatable. Uh, being thrown into a holding pen with an angry bull by the mean cowboys. <laughs> Those fucking mean cowboys. Oh, and then the bull kicked him in his behind. <laughs> did, wait, did you add that, or did no, that actually happen? It really says it. <laughs> Unknowingly having one of the other guys in the rock band crew helpfully add some orange sunshine LSD to David's orange juice, so that David has a really bad trip. Oh, ooh, that's like a after school special Hulk episode. <laughs> Do you think that episode featured Hulk? Sitting on the edge of the stage, just like, holding his head in his hands, and Hulk freaking out! Hulk seeing the music. Uh, and then this is the last one I had on here. Uh, wandering around inside the Carnival Funhouse, only to have someone turn on the machinery so that David is somehow caught in a rolling tumbler and flipped over a few times and then thrown down a convenient slide. Ooh. Now, here's the question. Do I want to go back and actually watch this show? No. I don't think so, right? It. I was always bummed about it as a kid because it was so boring. It was it's like, yeah, yeah, you got the Hulk, but like he just turns into the Hulk and like punches dudes, right? And just like bends pieces of metal, and he's just wandering around the country. 
I mean, that that could have been cool if they see. This is the problem with superhero television and and movies prior to like the current era i think was that they were all boring and like they didn't want to make them actually fight super powered people because that would cost too much money so they right. just like made them fight normal dudes it just was like the a-team it just but... made them fight thugs yeah yeah i remember the spider-man tv show being pr- pretty shitty I, I wanted it to be cool but it was uh, just yeah. not good oh i just remember him walking up the the wall and it just looks so shitty yeah and then i remember the spawn movie came out 30 years later or 20 years later and looking as shitty when he climbed up the side of a wall that had john leguizamo in it though oh box office cancer is that nice Uh, he was bad in that movie box office coal good one dude i don't know what's what what's the last thing that's happened to you that would have made you hulk out if you were Oh, that's a good Doctor, question. Dr. David Banner. Uh, well, um, uh, somebody almost, somebody just like decided they wanted to move into my lane and forgot how matter works. Uh, they can't exist in the same place. My car was there. So that got me pretty upset, but I try not to flip out too much about it. I just drove away from real fast and angry. It's usually while driving, just people do really stupid shit. Yeah. Driving would probably be the thing that makes me Hulk out the most. I can't think of anything remotely interesting, like a bunch of flower pots fell on my head, or I got stuck in a nuclear reactor. You did get pushed down a mountainside by a fake Bigfoot, though. Yeah, but that was more sad than upsetting. I was just trying yeah. to be his friend. You turned into sulk down at the bottom of it. I tried to get his autograph. <laughs> oh, shit, Bigfoot, I'm a big fan. Ah! <laughs> and then you stop screaming halfway down and just start... <laughs> <laughs> why what about you what do you got anything other than driving because that's not fun. Uh, i got i got pissed off yesterday because that uh, jamie and i had just shopped at a, a qfc the, the regional shopping chain oh you didn't to get mean, some i thought you were gonna meant to say kfc kfc or qvc that's another way you could have taken that okay for really funny jokes uh done so yeah, we had just shopped at, at QFC and bought a whole shit ton of food to cook for yesterday. And I was returning the cart and led the cart down between the driver's side of my car and the car next to me. And I saw that it was going to be a tight squeeze between the mirrors. So I just decided I'm going to lean a little bit closer to my car so I don't hit theirs. I hit our rearview mirror, like clipped it a little bit with the cart. It, You know, those things are meant to take a little bit of damage. So it sure. just kind of bounced a bit. And then I came back. And then when I came back, there were two women in the car next to me. One was like looking at the mirror and the other one was like, you know, you just hit my car, right? And I was like, no, I I totally didn't. Like I made sure to aim for my car. It was my mirror that I hit. She's like, well, I felt it. (laughs) I was like, okay, I don't know what to tell you. So I don't think I would have hulked out. I would have just slowly turned into the Hulk. Mm. Like a a slow like time lapse of the Hulk. Because I just got in the car and drove away and just kind of stewed in it for a little bit yeah like i knew that i shouldn't be mad about it because what why does it matter Mm -hmm. but i was just like so peeved about it i wonder what do they think what do they want you to do like pay for the the quote-unquote damage well the, the the woman in the passenger seat who was looking at it like after the lady said that was like no, it's cool. There's nothing here. Like, I mean, I, I couldn't have damaged a mirror going at the speed I was going anyway. So it's like, what do you what do you want, lady? What do you want? Shut up. That's what you should have said. 
I think if I hulked out at that, I would have just been like a stern Hulk. Hulk, think you overreacting. <laughs> well, what if you could just turn like your forearm into the Hulk? Like one fist and forearm. Ooh, like just a Hulk middle finger. Sit on it and spin. <laughs> Hulk, Hulk, my Hulk impression is very close to my Bigfoot impression. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. Trust me. I've been around long enough. You could have said this car and then just like punched in the mirror, the window or something. Ooh, that would have been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe getting glass all over somebody, but. Ooh, or if I just flipped their car over. That would be cool. Could have killed yeah. them. Could have murdered them those people. Over, over that. Yeah, that would have been funny. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, everything's okay. Everything's great. Uh, so you got, you got some for us today? I do. Oh, this is uh, an installment of Josh's. Come on. Josh's. What's a word that starts with G? Um, grateful. Grateful. No. Josh's. Geranimals. Grieving. Josh's curious crypts. <laughs> Yeah, that starts with the yeah, that, G, all right. That was that was worth the wait. Josh's mysterious mausoleums. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like that. Let's go with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Josh's mm-hmm. mysterious mausoleums. <laughs> Although right. technically, it's it's a grave, not a mausoleum. All right, all right, all right. I brought the alien grave of Aurora, Texas, this week. What is that? You, you haven't heard of it, then? <laughs> no. Okay, this is this is one that it's. It's it's been around for years. I've I've heard it mentioned and stuff, but only in this past week that I really dig in and find out details that surprisingly never get mentioned. So what we have is all centered around a newspaper article from the Dallas Morning News, April nineteenth, eighteen ninety seven, and I'll I'll read it verbatim here. A windmill demolishes it. Aurora, Wise County, Texas, April seventeenth, to the news. About six o'clock this morning, the early risers of Aurora were astonished at the sudden appearance of the airship, which has been sailing through the country. It was traveling due north and much nearer the earth than ever before. Evidently, some of the machinery was out of order, for it was making a speed of only 10 or 12 miles an hour and gradually settling toward the earth. It sailed directly over the public square, and when it reached the north part of town, collided with the tower of Judd Proctor's windmill and went to pieces with a terrific explosion, scattering debris over several acres of ground, wrecking the windmill and water tank, and destroying the judge's flower garden. The pilot of the ship is supposed to have been the only one on board, and while his remains are badly disfigured, enough of the original has been picked up to show that he was not an inhabitant of this world. Mr. T.J. Weems, the United States Signal Service officer at this place, and an authority on astronomy, gives it as his opinion that he was a native of the planet Mars. Papers found on his person, evidently the record of his travels, are written in some unknown hieroglyphics, and cannot be deciphered. The ship was too badly wrecked to form any conclusion as to its construction or motive power. It was built of an unknown metal, resembling somewhat a mixture of aluminum and silver, and it must have weighed several tons. The town is full of people today who are viewing the wreck and gathering specimens of the strange metal from the debris. The pilot's funeral will take place tomorrow at noon. By S.E. Hayden. What? So, yeah, this was printed. I got a question. Yeah. Uh, the sudden appearance of the airship, which has been sailing through the country. So they've not the first time they've seen this airship. 
Well, yeah, I, I will get to that uh, okay. a little bit later. Yeah, it's it's one of the, the aspects that never really gets brought up around this. So according to the local legend, this Martian pilot uh, who is described as a small, very slenderly built being that clearly was not from Earth was buried at a plot in the Aurora Cemetery. It was buried with Christian rites, it says. Okay. Allegedly, a crude headstone was put up depicting the creature's craft, but it disappeared. Many years later, someone actually recreated the headstone and put it in the believed spot. It was under this one tree with like a crooked limb, but that that one was also stolen. So according to the accounts, some of the debris was buried with the pilot, but most of the, the ship's wreckage was dumped into a well not too far away from Judge Proctor's windmill. According to accounts, a man named Brawley Oates which is a great name, purchased Mm -hmm. Proctor's property in 1935 and removed the debris from that well. Uh, Nobody knows what happened to that debris, though. Brawley developed severe arthritis, which he blamed on the well water, and ultimately sealed it up in 1957 with a concrete slab and also put some kind of structure over top of it. So this whole thing was just kind of, it was mostly forgotten about until the UFO boom of the 1960s when people started getting really excited about stuff like this again. So there's tons of local newspapers went back and wrote stories about it. Uh, It was on TV a bunch. In 1973, MUFON, which is the Mutual UFO Network, uh, which is the, the preeminent UFO research organization in America, did an extensive report. They did a bunch of research uh, and actually produced a a 199-page report on it, which was posted on the internet for a while, but I couldn't track down a copy. I didn't look super hard, though, but the link that I found was was dead, but it might still be out there. And in in the mid-2000s, mid to late 2000s, there were two television shows that went back to revisit the site. Uh, The first one was The UFO Files in 2005, featured the Texas MUFON site director. They found some alleged witnesses who recalled seeing the ship crash, uh, the smoke and everything. They picked up signs of buried metal at the grave with a metal detector. They asked but were denied permission to exhume the site. They later reported that after their inquiry, the headstone was gone and it was replaced with a metal pipe jutting from the ground. Uh, The signs of metal that they found earlier were also gone. So hold on, I got a question. Uh, How did they find people that saw it crash if that article was from the 1800s there i imagine there were some old ass people that were little kids at the time i did i'm sure this show is on youtube or something i just didn't look for it because ufo files that one might actually be on netflix i think if i'm not mistaken i hope so so and then in 2008 there was another show called ufo hunters that obtained permission from tim oates who is the grandson of brawley oates to unseal the well. Uh, So they did that. They tested the well water and it came out normal, but it allegedly allegedly had high levels of aluminum present. Hmm. The thing they didn't mention, as far as I know on the show, is that aluminum is the third most common element in the Earth's crust. Ah, that again. So it's not going to be too uncommon, I imagine, to have a well contaminated with aluminum. Uh, The show used ground-penetrating radar on the grave. Uh, They claimed to find an unmarked grave there clustered with others from around the same time period the condition of the grave was way too deteriorated for them to find anything conclusive so this is all information that you'll find for the most part 
looking around on the internet about this. You know, a lot of people hold this up as as evidence that something serious went down here. A lot of people refer this to refer to this as the Texas Roswell. So here's the thing. A former mayor of Aurora, a woman named Barbara Brammer, actually put together a pretty interesting theory and found a lot of cool facts about this that don't go mentioned a lot. Leading up to the alleged crash, Aurora was hit with some really rough times. The The local cotton crop failed, which was a major source of revenue for the town. It was destroyed by bull weevils. There was a fire on the west side of the town that killed a bunch of people and destroyed several buildings. There was also an epidemic of the spotted fever that wiped out a huge chunk of the townspeople and left a lot of them in quarantine. Uh, On top of that, there was also a planned railroad that was going to connect to the town, but it stopped 27 miles short, never made it there. So things were, were pretty grim in Aurora at around this time. On top of that, there was a trend kind of sweeping the nation in the, the late 1800s, uh, specifically that year. A lot of newspapers across the United States, it started to the west, but then spread its way east slowly. Newspapers were reporting sightings of mysterious airships around. The thing is, a lot of these articles were kind of tongue-in-cheek. They were, they were pretty silly. You know, some of them were, were straightforward, but a good chunk of them were kind of silly, talking about Martians, talking about men coming down on the airships and passing out temperance tracts and singing religious hymns to people. A number of them ended with the writer saying that they were reporting from a, a loony hatch or something. <laughs> so this was a trend that was hitting around. That week... or or the week before this alleged crash in Aurora, this trend hit Texas. A a Texas almanac reported that there were 38 newspaper reports covering 23 counties that year. The writer of the newspaper article, uh, an Aurora resident named Essie Hayden, who was also in real life a friend of Judge Proctor, whose property the the ship crashed on and whose windmill was destroyed, allegedly, uh, were known to write satirical essays and poems for local papers. In fact... Judge Proctor actually wrote his own account of the alien crash on Aurora News, and there's a quote saying that the local constable at the time read it and roared with laughter and said, I quote, the judge has really outdone himself this time. Also, some research was was done as to this person, T.J. Weems. The only T.J. Weems they found in the vicinity of Aurora was actually Aurora's blacksmith and farrier. Uh-huh, there you go. Little funny funny little joke. Also was a friend of Hayden mm-hmm. and, and Judge Proctor. Another detail that is often left out when discussing this case is that this article was printed in the Dallas Morning News alongside of 15 other reprints of the editor's favorite airship stories. I don't know if this was just isolated to Texas or if this was nationwide, but These airship stories told tales of an aerial monster landing in a field piloted by people from New York or uh, an airship landing that had lost Jews from the 10 tribes of Israel who claimed they came from the North Pole. So in the 60s, during the UFO renaissance, I guess, people found this article in particular and held on to this one, but for some reason disregarded all of the other ones. All the other totally bonkers ones. Yeah, yeah. So it it seems pretty clear that this one was, I'm guessing, and and from the stuff I've read, something that Hayden put together, maybe to try to get a little bit of 
attention cast on Aurora since it was going through such a rough time that the town looked like it was kind of failing, you know, maybe to get a little bit of attention, uh, maybe just to kind of jump in on this trend of writing about that. You know, a lot of newspapers did publish stories like this for entertainment value. This is back in the days of kind of yellow journalism when when facts weren't as important. You know, not like today. Right, right, right. Just real news now. Yeah, and I think from what I understand, this is pretty common, like old newspaper reports like this. It's really easy to find really out there articles that are never mentioned again. They're just kind of one-off things. And I mean, that to me is what strikes me as the standout about this whole alien crash is that there's no mention of it ever again. Right. At least not in the lifetimes of anybody involved. You know, like in the article, it says that numerous people were, were taking pieces of it you know where did those pieces wind up right right um there is a historic marker at the aurora cemetery saying that this is where an alien allegedly crashed uh and it it is a bit of a tourist spot which i think the town is clearly going to encourage you know like if people are coming to their town they're going to want them to come i don't think they're going to outright say no it's not but i think you know people in the town do refer to this as a legend makes any anything for to get the tourists in why not yeah Exactly. And it, you know, it would be fun. This is not too far away from Dallas. It'd be fun. It'd be fun to see the site. I don't think there's a tombstone there anymore, even though. So that might make it worthwhile. But so so that's the alien grave of Aurora, Texas. So I got a couple questions. Yeah. Hit me. Other people were. So somebody had to really think that they saw like an, an airship. Yeah. When what was like the first ufo sighting in the modern modern era like 18 like 19th century 20th century you know i don't know the exact history of that i think i was in the impression that stuff didn't start until like the 30s or 40s yeah uh i think it was around the the 30s like the first kind of modernish style of ufos i mean i didn't even think people in 1897 were talking about martians Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was big back then. I think that's when who was it? There was the person that was w- observing Mars through a telescope and claimed that there were canals up there and that it was uh, the remnants of a city. Yeah, I think that was around then. So, huh. well, that's news to me. Yeah. So yeah, this it's a it's a fun story and it's kind of I don't know. It's a good example of how people can take a thing and selectively leave information out to turn it into something else entirely. Because you I mean, if you if you do a search for this online, you will come across many serious articles about it Hmm. that omit facts like this account was printed alongside of 15 other ones that were all very silly. Mm -hmm. You know, all the stuff happening in Aurora at the time. So a little sketchy, but fun for tourists. I'd like to think about an alien grave somewhere. Do we need to go on a uh, on like a UFO tour? Yes. I'd love to go to Roswell. I really want to go. My my friend went there over the summer and sent me a bunch of pictures. He even came back with a great shirt for me, oh, nice. which you you saw the shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was wearing it when I came out to visit. Yeah, it's it's some silly shit. I, yeah, I would love to go to to Roswell at some point. I was looking into trying to do some kind of a trip there with Jamie at some point since we're it's a little closer for us, but Still pretty far. Of course. Hmm. Yeah, man. When uh when when Best Friend Simulator really takes off, maybe we'll we'll take this show on the road, you know? Yeah, we gotta get like a Kickstarter for our road trip. Yeah. And then we'll be like one uh for five dollars we'll send you a postcard from the road and for a hundred dollars you can have breakfast with us. Yeah. That's it, just those two. 
just those two postcard or breakfast uh i'll i'll clean your kitchen for a thousand dollars i guess that's something people want we can we can for five hundred dollars you can come out with us to uh the creepy sites we're gonna visit no they're gonna pay a thousand dollars for to get their kitchen clean but only five hundred dollars to actually hang out with us yeah no, five thousand. I got to do more work if I'm cleaning somebody's fucking kitchen. Five thousand dollars to hang out with us, and you get to go to one site of our choice. Yeah, the shitty one. No, the good one. We'll meet you in Roswell. Five thousand dollars. We'll hang out with you, take pictures, all that shit, and you could be on our episode when we record it in the hotel. No, we're we're gonna do a field recording. No, this one we're gonna have our special guest Jimmy Chris, who paid five thousand dollars to Jimmy Chris. To be on our show, and he's going to accompany us to the Haunted Taco Bell. <laughs> and pay for us. In 1998, a woman claimed to see the ghost of a gnome in the bathroom <laughs> eating a burrito here. Ooh. Ooh, that'll be $5,000, well, Jimmy, Jimmy Chris. You really, you, you gotta work on these made-up names. I think that's a good name. You never met a Jimmy Chris before? It just sounds like a uh, like a R&B producer from the 90s. Yeah, that how did you know? Oh, hey, it's it's uh, Jimmy Chris. It's an R&B producer from the 90s. The baby face of likes, Philadelphia who's interested in paranormal stuff and who also likes uh weird podcasts. Yeah, and Taco Bell. Made by a couple of uh, chuckleheads. Chuckleheads. <laughs> is that an okay thing to say? Just sounds it, yeah, probably. it just sounds sketchy. I don't know. I'll look it up. Okay, good. And then cut it out. I'll I'll put something else over it if I find out that it's bad in some way. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the overdub. Oh man. Well thanks for telling us about the alien grave, even though it might be BS. I hope there is like a fake grave there for like Martian man or something. Yeah, th- there's a headstone, but I don't know if it's there or not anymore. Because I think it it was said it was stolen in some places that I found. In other places, it said that the cemetery actually took it away because they didn't want people going in there and trying to dig up the grave. So, so just um, there is a list of UFO sightings, and people have been seeing unidentified flying objects for hundreds of years. So I'm an idiot. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I I mean like the modern style UFOs, I think. Like the first ones date back to I thought early twentieth century, but I could be wrong. I I have a bit of a confession to make. I'm not a super huge UFO buff. That was always an aspect of of the whole thing that I always found a little bit boring. I was way more into the actual encounters with aliens and stuff. Not the actual ships. Yeah, the ship aspect I always found a little bit yeah even as a kid i was never super into like ufos i need a little something juicier yeah and there's like there's so many ways to explain some of the things that are seen sure that it's like come on that's all i gotta say yeah yeah same here (laughs) well i am chock full of leftovers from my my giant meal yesterday so i am going to go have jamie put me into an alien grave now i think it's time it's time. It's t- it's time for you to just 
you know, become part of the earth again and with your tacos. Lay down and die and pollute somebody's well. Yeah. So until next week. That's all the time we have for this call. I got it this week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friend Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friend Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.